0: Good morning, incarnation. Good morning. It's good to see that there are some remnant remaining from the holidays. So I hope that this will be uh, a little more interactive on Sunday. So um, there'll be times where I'll be asking questions, sometimes rhetorically, but a lot of times I would like for y'all's input, so feel free to talk back at me and make this a little more interesting. So November 12th, 2019, so this was a very special day. Uh, and it was one that I was looking forward to for months, and I'm wondering, does anybody know what day that was? Yeah. You know, it was the launching of Disney Plus <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars and Frozen in the same place. I mean could anything possibly be better?
1: <laughs>
0: anybody with me <laughs> yeah. okay. Right. You know, my, my wife and I have really enjoyed re-watching some of our favorite childhood movies. Uh, but no one, and I mean no one, has enjoyed it more more than my son Peter. He has become obsessed with the movie The Lion King, or as he calls it, Matata. <laughs> and he, he wants to watch it all the time. First thing in the morning, Matata, last thing at night. Matata.
1: <laughs>
0: now, have, have you all seen The Lion King? Yes. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead. I imagine that at least one person had to have. Now, it's a fun movie with stunning scenes, wonderful characters, and even better music. And there was one scene in the movie that I wanted to share with you all. Uh, and since Peter led uh, last week for Disney reference, I thought, just keep it going. <laughs> And the scene is when Mufasa is awakened early hours of the morning by an energetic Simba to go and see the entire kingdom. Dad, come on, Dad. Dad, come on. Parents. (laughs)
1: Looking
0: over the kingdom, Mufasa says, look, Simba, everything the... Sun. Light the light, that's right. right. Everything that the light touches is our kingdom.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: A king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun. And one day, Simba, the sun will set on my time here and will rise with you as the new king. And all this will be mine? Everything. <laughs> Everything the light touches. But, but what about that shadowy place? Well, that's beyond our borders. You must never go there, Simba. You know, this makes Simba very excited because he knows that one day he will be king and everything will be his. But not yet. Simba is not yet ready to be king. And instead, he must be looked after a bird named Zazu. <laughs> Zazu. That's right, Ruthie. So Zazu's job is to make sure that nothing bad happens to Simba, and to tell Simba, which is very frequently, when something he is about to do or wants to do is dangerous. Well, you know what? In our reading today from Galatians, we read that Paul sees the church at Galatia just like Mufasa sees Simba as heirs as the ones who will inherit everything, to use Mufasa's words. But Paul is not happy with the Galatians. I mean, why? It's because they had forgotten something very important. They had forgotten that the only reason that they are God's sons and daughters, and thereby heirs of the kingdom, is because... They have believed that Jesus died for their sins. They had forgotten. Instead, they think it's because they follow a bunch of rules. And this has made Paul very unhappy. So he wrote them a letter to remind them. You know, Paul wants to remind these Christians, and, and to remind us all, that those rules that God gave through the Old Testament act as a guardian against our sin. But, what Paul wants us more to remember is that those rules cannot rid us of our sin. That is only something that the Spirit of God can do. Now To Paul, the rules are very important because they act as a guardian. But the question is, how do these rules act as a guardian? So for that Let me introduce you to my two
1: volunteers. (laughs) All
0: right, so this is Lily. She's my seventh-month-old daughter. And this is Stephanie, my wife, age undisclosed. (laughs) Okay, so imagine for a second that Lily needs to go to a doctor's visit, okay? How could she get there, okay? I have keys to a car. Can I just hand her the keys? Come up for the people. And could she just drive herself to um, drive herself to the doctors? No, I mean, but why? It doesn't doesn't she look reliable and dependable? Her legs are too
1: short. Yeah,
0: her legs are too short. That's right. She's I mean she's a baby. Right? I mean, she could barely hold her body up when she's sitting, much less try to reach the pedals or steer the wheel, you know? So, if she was to get to the doctor's office, what would need to happen? Yeah, she would need a driver. She would need someone to show her the way and to get her there, right? And that would be Stephanie. <laughs> That's, back. But what if what if Lily was older? What if what if she could reach the pedals with her feet, her little cute, tiny baby feet, or her hands could reach the steering wheel? You know, what if she knew all that she needed to know to drive a car? What if she knew what the stick shift was, because you know that's what we drive these days? What if she knew how to turn the car on? You know, to put it in the correct gear. And to do all those other stuff. Okay. But, but she doesn't know the rules of the road. Mm. Do you think I should still get for the keys? No. See, even she knows that she shouldn't. <laughs> so, you know, what if she doesn't know what a stop sign means? Or that green means go and yellow means go but faster? <laughs> what if she's like most of Tallahassee and doesn't know what a yield sign means?
1: <laughs> or, or
0: even how roundabouts work. Yeah, or, yeah. Thank you. it. Yeah. You know, if, if we just let her drive, what do you think would happen? She, she would probably crash into something. Yes, you
1: know?
0: oh. Yeah, she, she denies it. Seriously. <laughs> so for her to drive, Stephanie would need to teach her how to drive. She would need to teach her what the rules of the road are so that no one would get hurt, right? And it's only when she has fully grown and she knows how to drive and knows what the rules of the road are that sadly, inevitably, Stephanie is no longer needed (laughs) in in that sense. (laughs) So, just like in the analogy Stephanie is Lily's guardian and Zazu is Simba's guardian, the rules are our guardian. The law is our guardian. It tells us what is good and what is bad and it prevents us from crashing into others. So Paul tells us this in Romans 7.7 Romans 7 is a wonderful chapter. What shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. For I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said you shall not covet. But even though the rules, they can show us what is good and bad, it can't actually stop us from doing bad things. Just like Zazu And the Lion King King could not stop Simba from disobeying his dad and going into the shadowy place. But if the rules, they cannot stop us from doing bad things, then what can? You know, what about us? Do you you think that we can stop ourselves? Like, can't can't we just try hard enough? I mean, what do y'all think? Yes, I'm seeing some... No? no,. I mean, Paul, Paul doesn't think so. Let's see what Paul says. In Romans 7:19, Paul says, "For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep doing." You know, have, have y'all ever really wanted to do something that you knew you probably shouldn't do, but you did it anyway? I know that, I know that, I'm not talking to the right <laughs> crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I have. You know, maybe you ate that cookie that your parents told you not to eat. You know, or maybe you rolled that stop sign because no one was around, or you had places to be. You know, this, this is what Paul is saying. You know, Paul is saying that by ourselves, we cannot do what is right all the time. You know, but, but why is that? You know, why can't we do what is right all the time? I mean, wouldn't that be great? Well, Paul says it's because we are slaves to sin. We read in verse 3 in Galatians, In the same way we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But if we can't do it on our own, and rules are not enough, then who or what can? Well, let's see what Uncle Paul has to say again. So in our reading, Paul says that it is not a what, but a who. And that who is Jesus. Paul says in Galatians 4.4, But when the set time has fully come, God sent his Son... Born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Well, what does this mean? It means that Jesus followed all the rules when we could not. He followed all the rules so that we could be sons and daughters of God. In other words, his heirs. I mean, isn't that amazing? I mean, Jesus never did anything wrong. Never. Jesus was never a slave to sin like we are. All the good things that he wanted to do, he did. And not only that, but he was able to free us from our own sin. He did that by dying on the cross. And because Jesus died for our sins, so that we could be sons and daughters, he became king. The king that we would inherit everything from. He became the better Mufasa that has ever existed. The best and the better. But I can hear you asking, but Tanner, how does Jesus dying stop us from doing bad things? I mean, don't we do bad things all the time? Well, let me tell you. When Jesus died, and when God raised him from the dead, Jesus sent his spirit. And for anyone who believes that God sent Jesus to die for our sins, the spirit will make us be like Jesus. We read in verse 6, And because you are sons... God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son and an heir through God. So we don't have to be slaves to sin anymore. The good things that we want to do, we can do. The bad things that we don't want to do, we don't have to do. And even though we might still do bad things occasionally, It is the Spirit of God that is slowly making us into good people, into people that are just like Jesus. I mean, that is good news. And not only can we not sin like Jesus, but we also get to call God Father. I mean, wow, God. I mean, we get to call the one that made everything owns everything. Our own father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? I, mean, I think so. Imagine a lion, but even bigger. Mm-hmm. A mega lion. <laughs> That is our father. You know, so so let's, let's go back to why Paul was upset and why he wrote this letter. Paul was upset because the Galatians, they forgot something very important. They forgot That because Jesus died for our sins, and because he sent his spirit into our hearts, that they and we are called heirs of God. So, as I close, I want to leave you with a question. Are you sometimes like the Galatians? Do you sometimes forget that you are an heir of God because of your faith in Jesus, and instead think it is because you have followed all the rules? Or maybe you had never considered yourself an heir, and you had never put your faith in Jesus. If you are the first, then I would ask that you remember that it is not because of your good deeds, but because of Jesus. When I was a freshman in college, I joined this Bible study, studying the Gospel of Luke. And even though I would have considered myself a Christian, I had never really read the Bible before. And there was one particular night that I remember really well. We were reading about Jesus rebuking the Pharisees, and he was, he was very upset. And he was upset because the Pharisees, they were more interested in following the rules than they were interested in God. Jesus was so upset that he even called them whitewashed tombs. Clean on the outside, but inwardly are dead. They were like the Galatians in some sense. And as I was reading, it struck me. You know, I am just like these Pharisees. I thought that I was an heir because I was following all the rules, but I didn't love God. I had no desire for prayer and no desire to read His word. I was doing things that I should not have been. I was neglecting my homework. I was in a relationship that I shouldn't be in. And I realized that this was just not about rules, but it was about Jesus. Has anyone forgotten? If you were the second, if you don't know if you were an heir, or if you have never put your faith in Jesus, then put your faith in Jesus. Because he is the only way that we can be cleansed of our sins and enter into a right relationship with God. You know, maybe you realized, like me, that without Jesus, we are like whitewashed tombs. You know, clean on the outside, but inwardly, we're just dead. Pray to Jesus. Open your heart to him and let his spirit free you from your sin. Find someone. Whether it's Taylor or one of the prayer ministers in the back during communion, find someone and pray. Or, but maybe you're, maybe you're not and you and you don't know for sure if Jesus is who he says he is. Well, I would still encourage you to pray. I would encourage you to pray that he would reveal himself as he is. I would also encourage you to find someone and study the scriptures as I did on that one day and see what this dude Jesus is really all about. Jesus is the king of everything. And he wants to give us everything in him. So what did, what did Mufasa say earlier? A king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun. One day, Simba, the sun will set on my time here. And will rise with you as the new king. And for those who've seen the movie, this was true for Mufasa. Simba did become king, but it was also true for David. And it was true for Solomon, and for every king and ruler that has ever existed, their time as rulers, rulers fell just like the sun. But you know what? This will never be true for Jesus. Yes, sir. Because Jesus' time as king will never set. And his reign will go on and on forever and ever. And even the dark shadowy places in our hearts and in the world are not beyond his reach. Amen. Amen.